Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who doesn't really change his methods when it comes to gaming, Brand Siegel. How you doing? I'm doing well. I, you know, I, I would consider myself an avid gamer. Uh, I built myself a whole computer, uh, and I do game quite a bit, uh, but not too much. Trevor, we need to get you back into gaming, okay? That's something we need to do, and I, I, you just got to embrace it at this point in time, you know? Uh, a man who I've gamed with many times before in college, um, my old college roommate's a co-host, or I guess, uh, uh, do we consider Ben a co-host at this point, Trevor? Is Ben a co-host? He, ben can be whatever he wants to be. Ben, what, what, what do you, do you still want to be contributor? Do you want to be co-host? What do you want your label to be at this point? I do, uh, ben O'Brien, everyone. I mean, I, I don't really want to be a co-host. I just don't want that responsibility. Not that it adds just... any actual responsibility. <laughs> I, just don't, I just don't want that responsibility. I don't so. know how it would change anything. It would change know? absolutely nothing. I just don't want that responsibility. So I'm cool All right, so co-host Ben O'Brien, everyone. Oh, Thank you for being yeah, here. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, but we have a great episode, as always, planned today. Um, not an enormous amount happened in terms of the rest of the sports world, but a lot of stuff we got to catch up on in terms of sports. We are recording this episode early, so we're only going to cover a couple of the college football games. Well, most of them, but not all of them. Um, and the rest of the episode will be pretty normal. Uh, let's start off with Joel Embiid, Trevor. And uh, we had media day, and Joel Embiid decided to just not hold back uh, talking about Ben Simmons, which you would think normally people would do. But not that he said anything, like, horribly bad. I don't even think he was, like, out of pocket at all. Right, Trevor? Like, I don't think he was out of pocket. No, I was just surprised that he really seemed to speak his mind, ultimately. Although, so I mean... what are some of the things... Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, although th- this is kind of Joel Embiid. It's his personality. You know, he is outspoken. Outspoken, he's not afraid to kind of say what he thinks. And, I mean, that's one of the reasons I love him. Um, he's obviously a very entertaining player. Um, and he just kind of says what's on his mind. And it's, again, I don't think he said anything that was out of pocket. He just kind of said, like, this is how I feel about the situation. He talked about how, um, over the years, how the starting lineup was built and how the team was, you know, trying to put shooters around Simmons and Embiid to give them the best chance of obviously winning a title, given that Embiid and Simmons both aren't good three-point shooters, Simmons in particular. Um, and they did that with guys, obviously, like J.J. Redick. Um, and, you know, you, you bring there, like, Seth Curry as of recently, uh, Tobias Harris. You know, there's there's tons of other guys. Danny Green recently, although Danny Green's really not necessarily uh, the greatest three-point shooter anymore. But uh, the point is they have really made a pretty good effort, I think, to try to put shooters around these guys. And they still have been un- unsuccessful in getting to a championship. Obviously, a couple of years ago, uh, when they saw Jimmy Butler and J.J. Redick there, they did uh, have a really good shot. Obviously, the Kawhi shot that happened in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Semis, which obviously you know led to the Raptors then winning the championship. They beat the Bucks in six games after that, and then they went on to beat the injured Golden State Warriors in six games as well. But that was really a huge year where the 76ers, I mean, if that Kawhi shot doesn't go in, they go to overtime, Philly wins it. Maybe Philly is, is the champions, and then maybe all of this stuff is a lot different. But... Uh, I think it'd be just kind of saying, like, we had the pieces necessary, and, and he doesn't necessarily agree with Ben Simmons saying that, oh, like, this, they didn't really do everything they could have to, you know, to give, you know, for me, to give me the best chance, and, and Bede's disagreeing with that, and I, I kind of side with Embiid here, I mean, you know, if you're Ben Simmons, you know, yes, Ben Simmons is an incredible uh you know playmaker, he's an incredible defensive player, arguably, you could argue the best defensive player in the NBA, but when you have no shooting capability whatsoever, 
that allows defenders to completely sag off of you. And that's obviously just, you know, they can just kind of pack the paint and that caused a lot of issues for the 76ers. That's one of the reasons that they haven't been able to get over the hump. And for Simmons, I mean, that's kind of on him ultimately. And and we've, we've went over this at nauseum, the media overall, you know, every network you can think of has talked about this at nauseum. So I don't have to go into all the Simmons stuff, but I think it's just interesting that, Embiid was saying this. He also mentioned that he didn't agree with them getting rid of Jimmy Butler, which, I, again, I agree with. Jimmy Butler is an amazing player to have on your team, um, in my opinion, and now I am very happy to have him on my favorite team, the Miami Heat. I Jimmy Butler is one of my favorite players. I love his mentality. Um, I love—I mean, he's just a winning player, I feel. Um, he does a lot of great things, and clearly, to me, he made the 76ers better, um, but— I, I enjoy these comments from Embiid here. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out um, with the Sixers. Obviously, who knows when we'll get a Simmons trade. At some point, I would imagine it has to come because Simmons has said he's not going to go to training training camp. He's not going to play with the Sixers. And now that Embiid's saying this, it's kind of just like, this is finished. Like, there's no way, there's no way back at this point. There's no return. So at some point, we, I would imagine we'll get a trade. It's just a matter of when. I mean, trade deadlines normally in like uh, right around the same time as All Star Weekend. So we'll see if it takes until then, or you know, maybe we get one sooner. Um, who knows? But you know, at the moment, I think we're kind of just waiting around to see what will happen. And for the Sixers, um, they they do definitely need uh, another piece um, to get over the hump. I think you know, if you just take Simmons off the team, uh, it's not like. It's not like they're necessarily better just by losing Simmons. I think they need someone who can kind of fill the void, but also add shooting. Obviously, the the guy you'd want to have most would be like a Damian Lillard, but now it seems like maybe Damian Lillard isn't going to leave Portland. So then you obviously have to go down the line and think of other options that maybe aren't quite as good as Damian Lillard, but would be better solutions than Ben Simmons. So that's what Philly's got to got to look for here. They, that's what they got to find out. So, Ben, I'm going to read a quote uh, directly from Embiid here that I want your opinions on. Um, And I'm quoting him here. Just remember that. And we still have it. Seth Curry, one of the best three-point shooters ever. End quote there, Ben. Uh, What are your thoughts on that one? Seth Curry, you think he's one of the best three-point shooters ever? I'm a little... I think Joel Embiid needs to go see a doctor. He might have, like, some sort of dementia or something if he thinks Seth Curry is one of the best three-point shooters ever. Maybe I think maybe it was a misquote. I take that back. I'm going to give Joel Embiid the credit. It might be a misquote. Maybe the reporter that, that typed this right here forgot to say, we have Seth Curry, comma, the brother of one of the best three-point shooters ever. Um, <laughs> because that's really the only explanation I think that could that could be for, for Joel Embiid saying that Seth Curry is one of the best three-point shooters mm-hmm. ever. Because, I mean, I, I'm not like an expert on the NBA or anything, but I, and Joel Embiid probably knows more than me, but I just... I mean, I just think he's wrong. If we're being honest, I, I don't, I don't know. That's just, I don't know. I just, it's got to be a misquote because I think Joel Embiid's smart enough to realize um, that Seth Curry's good, but I would not call him one of the best three-point shooters ever. Top four, sure. Best one ever? No, can't do that. Can't do it at all. So I actually have a little bit of a story time here. I have a Ben Simmons story. Um, I've engaged with Ben Simmons in real life. Uh, which I, I don't know if I've ever... Have I told either of you about my Ben Simmons story? I don't think you have. You have? Do you know what, you know what I'm going to say? All right, then I'm just going to say for the podcast anyway. No, you, um, so you I haven't. Just, yeah, you haven't. You haven't told us. Yeah, I haven't. Okay, gosh. Ben, do you know the story? Or maybe I told you. I don't... 
I don't. I can't think of it, man. I, I'm surprised I haven't heard it before, but I would imagine it's somewhere in. So here, here we go. Here's my. Let's hear it. Here's my Ben Simmons story. So uh, one thing that Joel Embiid said is that it's kind of disrespectful to all the guys out there fighting for their lives. And I have personally been disrespected by Ben Simmons. And let me tell you the story. <laughs> I'm 100% serious. Did the story is 100% short, real. Did he hurt your feelings? He did not call me short. Uh, I'm actually almost as tall as him. <laughs> uh, true story. So, uh, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm not even close to as tall as him. But this actually is a true story. Way back in the day before I reached college, I interned uh, with Cleveland State. Uh, and I, their offices are where their basketball gym is. And before he signed uh, you know, with an NBA team and he got drafted and all that jazz... Before he was the number one overall pick, he was training that summer. He actually uh, got out of LSU early. I don't know if you guys remember that, but he got out early. He was like, I'm, I'm gone. I'm done. Um, and he was training at Cleveland State, and he was taking free throws. Um, and I remember someone saying, that's Ben Simmons. So I decided to take a video of Ben Simmons because it's Ben Simmons, you know, and it was cool. Then, about 20 minutes later, I walk by Ben Simmons, and I take a selfie with him because I'm like, cool, Ben Simmons. Then as I'm walking away, one of his bodyguards comes up and says, I need you to delete the video you have from earlier in that selfie. And I go, uh, but he just took the picture with me. And then I was thinking, I was like, how does this man know that I took a video? So I had to delete the video and picture I took of Ben Simmons. So they didn't, they didn't want any team knowing that he sucked at free throws back then. Um, or <laughs> shooting, for that matter. Um, I do still have the video somewhere because I took it on Snapchat and I saved it. Uh, so I have it somewhere. Um, but yes, I was disrespected by Ben Simmons and his team. They well, his his body his set. bodyguard, but yeah, I... yeah. So why yeah, why couldn't I mean, you just be like, okay, it's deleted, and then lie and say like and not delete it? Like, did they watch you? I mean, that's what it? I did. No, that's what I did. Oh, so yeah, they were just like, yeah, can you delete this? And you're like, all right, I got you. It's deleted, and then you just walked away. Yeah. Interesting. That bodyguard's yeah. got to work on their uh, their technique a little bit. Yeah, that's yeah. The bodyguarding ability there was was on the low. But let's keep it moving on. There's your your one story time. This is my first story time in 120, 30 episodes, whatever we're at today. Um, but let's keep it moving. Next up, we have small talk trivia. Uh, that's where we each ask each other a question. We keep a running scoreboard, um, and I do not know the score. I will never know the score. What is the score, Trevor? So Ben, of course, in the lead, he has seven points, and Brandon, you and I are tied with five points. Because Ben Ben has been in the lead since the, I think, first week we started this back up, I believe. Oh, okay, no one's one's taking the lead from him. Okay, okay. So today, here's the order. Ben, you will be asking me a question. I will be asking Trevor a question, and Trevor is asking Ben a question for today. So Ben, whenever you are ready, you may ask your question. Yeah, I'm so excited for this because I know you guys are both going to love this question. It is a baseball question. I can't wait. Oh, jeez. I cannot wait. All right, Brandon, are you ready? No, I'm not, but (laughs) I mean, let's try. Is is it like, can I get it? Yes, you can get it. I don't think it's that hard. Uh, Okay. I'm not going to ask you like... Who led the league in strikeouts per innings in 1974 or anything? Like, it's not that hard of a Okay, question. but none of us would know that. See, now you're making it seem like there's no way I'm going to get no, this it's, question. It's, it's, all right, just let me ask it. It's pretty straightforward, okay? All right, Brandon, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yes. What current player leads... Actually, I'm going to ask... I'm, gonna, I'm changing, changing that. That was a bad intro to the question. Let me ask it this way. Okay. Let me ask it this way. Okay. I'm ready. Of the people currently playing in Major League Baseball, who has the most career home runs? So I guess I could say this: What career player, what current player in professional baseball has the most career home runs? Okay, I mean I don't know what current player. Yeah, so if I asked you like who's got the most home runs ever, you could be like Barry Bonds. That's not the answer because he's not a current player. So of the people playing right now, who's got the most career home runs? I mean, 
I have no clue. Is is Pujol still playing? He's got a lot. That's an actual question. I don't know if he's still playing. I think Can you re- answer that? He's retired, isn't he? Um, no, he's still playing. He plays. He's on the Dodgers. He doesn't play every day. He's still, he's still playing? playing. Yes, he is still playing. Okay, I mean, I feel like it would. He had a lot of home runs when I was still paying attention to to baseball. Um, I think who else would have a lot? I mean, I'm sure Mike Trout has a lot, right? Right, Ben? You know, Mike Trout? Can't He's answer that. Can't answer I, that. I'm, not, I'm not answering that. Shoot, I don't know. Trevor, who should I say? Albert Pujols or Mike Trout? I have no clue what the answer is. I, I don't know. I'm I'm just waiting to steal. I'm waiting to steal. Well, which one are you going to say? Um, I'll say the other one. I don't uh, care. I'm, I'm not saying either of them, I don't think. If you had to guess, if you, this was your guess right here, Trevor, which one would you say? I will take the other one. I don't know. Maybe. Ben, do you have a clue? I have no clue. No, I don't have a clue. You don't have a clue? You're asking a baseball question? You don't have a it's clue? It's not a hard baseball question. I'll take Albert Pujols. I don't know. That's my guess. He's got to have like 500 or something. Right? Is that your I mean, he's been playing for like 15, 20 years. Yeah, I'll say Albert Pujols. All right, that's right. I don't even want to give you the point, though, because your approach on that was just embarrassing. That was right? Yeah, bro. He's got 679 career home runs. Oh my god, is he like top 15 or something? 10? Yes, I think he's top, he's gotta be top 10. He's, he's only like 80 behind Barry Bonds. Is this, really? Yes, well, I thought that'd be kind of hard because I thought, I thought somebody might be like, I don't know, Miguel Cabrera, he's second, like he's up there too. Um, Mike Trout has 310, so you were only like, I don't know, 350 off on that one, on that game. <laughs> um, yes, it's Albert Pujols. All right, you know what, you're making me like, I never asked a baseball question again. You guys win. Okay. I thought I'd ask one baseball question, and that was just, that was, just, that was like the most painful five minutes, or not five minutes. I don't know. Two minutes of my life. I'm never doing that again. Lesson learned. Let's move on. I mean, I don't know any of the baseball stuff. You asked me, like, NFL stuff. I can actually have, like, a audio, like, I, my thought process. You know, that's why I asked you, like, a basic MLB. It's not like I asked you the hardest question ever. I feel like it was pretty easy or pretty straightforward. Like, there's a couple people. I mean, I was just get. thinking, I was like, who's played a long time? And I was like, I wonder if Albert Pulse, because I know he was playing recently. Like, I remember him. Playing like recently, whether it was this year or last year. So yeah, him and Cabrera, I thought Alrighty. I thought you'd get him and Cabrera, and you'd have to just decide who, who which one it was. All right, so Trevor, I have a question for you today, and I I'm I'm trying to decide what I should do in terms of. So I'm gonna say the question to you, okay, and then I'm gonna determine how many away you have to be, okay. I don't okay. really know what the right right amount is. Okay. Um, Sounds but hard. my question is, how many players all time? Okay, have thrown a ninety-nine yard touchdown. How many? And how many quarter quarterback? Quarterbacks. I mean, well, yes, okay. yes. Okay. It, it's been all quarterbacks that have thrown. It has to be ninety-nine yard yeah, touchdown. Just like freaking like Johnny Hacker throwing a ninety-nine yard touchdown on a, on a fake punt or something. No. Um, okay, so how many quarterbacks in the history of the NFL have thrown a ninety-nine yard touchdown? Well, yes, and I, I'm going to do it within a certain amount. Yeah. I, I gotta think. I mean, this is gonna be shot in the dark. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Yeah, so that, this is um. that's what I was saying before. That this is like a perfect type of trivia question where it's like, oh, that's a neat fact, but it's a hard question. What do you think is fair within like two or three? Um, I'd say within like. I feel 10. like that's fair. Within like ten, I don't know. Is is the um? Wait, can, can okay? So I feel like I should know this. Okay, so how many quarterbacks have thrown a ninety yard, ninety nine yard touchdown? So it's okay. So it's probably not like a ton, I would imagine. So 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll I mean, the margin's up to you. I, I don't. I don't know. I'll give it to you if you can get it within two. Okay, within two. All right. So it's gonna be shot in the dark. How many quarterbacks have thrown a 99-yard touchdown pass? I don't think it's gonna be a lot. Um, and you giving me a margin of two is another, I guess, clue that it's not gonna be yeah, a lot. Yeah, I guess that's pretty much a clue. Um, in a sense, I guess it's a clue. All right, so I'm really just picking a number that that sounds good here, because um, it's this not hard it's question. not like I can recall like oh this quarterback threw a 90 yard 99 yard touchdown like I have no idea. Um, I think that the answer is going to be pretty low for sure. Um, I'm gonna say let's see within two. What's like a good like a good like range? What's a good number to pick? Um, I'm going to say. 99-yard touchdown in NFL history. So this spans, okay, about 100, about 100 years. Hmm. Probably wasn't happening much in the 1930s, I would guess. But uh, anyway, I'm just going to give my answer here. I'm going to say that there have been, I'm going to say eight, eight quarterbacks have thrown a 99-yard touchdown. I could be very off, but uh, that is my guess. I'm going to say eight quarterbacks have done it. So I just realized that in giving you a range, this is kind of an unfair advantage for Ben. Well, in his favor, because then he would know, like, if that was wrong, he would know numbers to for sure not guess in between. And if he was strategic, he can cover, like, a big area. Huh. If so I'm strategic, I'm... <laughs> that's, the, that's the part that, that tricks me up a little so bit. So I'm, I'm not going to say you're correct or wrong. I'm going to okay. let Ben pick. If, if you are wrong, Ben, what would you say? Well, let me ask you this, Brandon. How would you grade Trevor's answer on, like, you know, like A, B, C, D, F? Like, would would it be like an A, <laughs> a answer, or is it like an F answer? No, the, it's one of the letters. No, <laughs> I will say, Trevor, the first number I thought of, what I was like, I don't know, like eight. So I probably would have guessed that too. Um, I'll go a little bit higher than that. I don't think it's going to be like thirty or anything, but I don't know. I will say, um. Now I'm thinking maybe it's not. Maybe now I'm thinking maybe it's lower than that. Nah, I'll I'll just I'm gonna say thirteen. Lucky number thirteen. That's my guess. Final answer, yeah, Ben. Thirteen. Yeah, final answer. So Trevor, you are wrong. It is not eight. The correct answer is fourteen. Oh, wow. Let's mm. go. Ben, you are one off. We have had fourteen players all time throw a ninety-nine yard touchdown. Okay. Um, there's only one current player that has done it. Can you guys name the current player just for fun? Carson Wentz. No. <laughs> that was kind of random. Trevor, um, what do you think? Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. No. The correct answer is Tom Brady. Oh, okay. When, when did uh, You probably don't have it in front of it. I, I don't remember him throwing 99. 2011. He did in 2011. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Um, who's up next? Trevor, you're Me. asking... Or, I'm asking Yeah, Trevor, ben. you're asking Ben, right? Yes. So... Um, Wait, so do I get half a point for that steal or no, since I wasn't? Yeah, there? yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. You, you, yeah. Get, you get half a point, yes. All right, so point. Half a point has been awarded. I have a college basketball question today for you, Ben. Ooh, um, okay. It's coming up coming up pretty fastly here, you know. It's October now. We got a little, little over a month. Um, so here's my college basketball question for you, Ben. Who is the player that has the most points in a single season in our lifetime. So I'm looking at like a list right now and it has the point single season leaders. Number one and number two are both before a lifetime. Bo Kimball's number one. He played at Loyola Marymount. 
Uh, Hershey Hawkins, number two, he played at Bradley. Obviously, you weren't getting those answers correct. Yeah. Number three, however, which is the answer to this question, has the most points in our lifetime specifically. So I'm going to say from the day you were born, what, uh, September, what, I, I forget. You got it, I don't even know this. I said this. Yeah, you, you had it. it. September, September 4th, 5th. 1997? 5th. Yes. Okay, September, September 5th. 5th, 1997. Since September 5th, Benton 1997. That's where the clock starts on this until now. Out of those players, who has the most points in a single college basketball season? Hey, Ben, just to reel on the pressure here, I can name all, I could probably name the top five in our lifetime. So I, I have two right away, and it's just a matter of which one I want to guess. Um, ah, oh man, I had two right away, and I'm, I'm going to guess one of them, those two, just because I, I thought of them right away. First instinct, why not? Um, now, in terms of which one I want to guess, they were both fantastic scores. What are your two answers? Because I know the answer. Uh, don't worry about it. Okay. Um, I'm I'm fairly confident I can name the five okay. in our lifetime, like top five in our lifetime. Um, I'm just telling Trevor. Yeah, I'm not telling you. Okay. Keep on thinking. Thanks for bragging. Um, <laughs> I will guess. Dang, I feel like this is a coin flip. I don't know which one to guess. I will guess. Man, I hate I hate this, Trevor. I hate this question so much. And the <laughs> fact that Brandon claims he knows it makes me even more upset. I'm not claiming I know it, no. <laughs> the, the fact that Brandon allegedly knows the answer to this makes me very upset. All right, I'm, I'm going to text Trevor right now um, as you're thinking, okay. just, to, just so Trevor can confirm that I know it. My answer will be Doug McDermott. That's my answer. Doug McDermott is my final answer. Okay. Uh, Doug McDermott is not correct. Um, Doug McDermott is uh, 21st on this list. He's up there for sure. 934 points in the 13-14 season for Creighton. Um, Brandon did text me the answer. And um, his answer was Hummer. Uh, (laughs) My autocorrect. That was my my other. That was the coin flip. Hammer. So wait, I think I could do do the top five. I think number two is uh, Chris Clemens, right? Yeah, that's that would yeah that would be correct. And number three, I believe, is Steph Curry. You you've looked at this list. Yeah, before. have we asked this before? I'm 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 feeling like, no, I feel like this shouldn't I, count because I feel like we've asked this before. I think number I think four asked, is Brandon, is four Marcus Keen from Central Michigan. Nah, uh, Kemba Walker. Oh, okay, Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker is number four. JJ Redick is number five. Marcus Keen. Oh, uh, I wouldn't have gotten those Marcus Keen's number six. Oh, okay, I would have guessed. Uh, I would have guessed Keen then uh I just lost his name. I just lost the guy's name. But yeah, Keen would have been my next. Okay. Would have been yeah. my next. I knew the answer, I just didn't guess it correctly. That's okay. Hey, I got full points today. I'll take it, boys. That is a point and a half in the books. Uh, so what's what's the scoreboard now? Uh rough week for me. Uh Ben has seven and a half points, Brandon has six and a half points, I have five points still. Hey Ben, I'm catching up here. I'm catching up. Um, but let's move on to the next segment, which is randomly ranked. This is where we take a completely random topic and rank it. Uh, it's going to be one of the first ever we do it where it's semi-sports related. But today we're going to do best NFL team logos, our favorite NFL team logos, top three. Um, so, I, you know, I'm going to start because I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. So I want to get mine out of the way first. Um, so number three, I'm going to have to go with the Tennessee Titans. I just like this logo. I like the the, the vibrant colors it has. Uh, I like the little fire behind it. The T looks really, really cool. Um, I think it looks good on helmets. I just like their logo a lot. Uh, number two 
has to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The sword with the flag is so cool. I love their helmet, the like gray, uh, like shininess to it. I think they have a wonderful, wonderful logo. And number one, and here's the thing: some people are gonna be like, "Brandon, you're being biased. You're being. I'm not being biased. They have the best logo in sports." It is the Baltimore Ravens. You have the Raven, okay? It makes sense. You have the B, symbolizes Baltimore. It's just really a fabulous logo. And if you want to get even greater, they have an even better logo, which is their old logo. It's, that's what, it's what's at midfield on, at M&T Bank Stadium is the, the like that crest, the Ravens crest, which looks just absolutely amazing with the Maryland flag associated with it. Ravens just have the best logo. And I know some of you could be like, you're biased. No, I'm not. They just have the best logo, and that's that. Uh, Trevor, did you expect this top three from me? Because we talked about this a little bit before. Uh, there's a team you mentioned I thought was going to be in there. It wasn't, so I was wrong about that. Um, I, I guess I shouldn't be too surprised that you put the Ravens at number one. I, I am a little I, surprised, but hey. It, well, they have the best you know. logo, so you shouldn't be surprised, but that's okay. Trevor, what, what is your top three here? That's all right. Um, there, there's going to be a theme here. Um, you'll see what it is at the end. Uh, honorable mention, uh, I'm going to mention the Buffalo Bills. I really like the Buffalo Bills logo. I love how, like, the, I guess it's a, a buffalo or a bison, the bison. I don't know. Uh, like bison? Blue, it's, it's, a, a buffalo. it's a buffalo. Uh, whatever. Buffalo bite. It's they're pretty much the same thing, right? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I need a... If they were the same thing, they'd be called the same thing. Maybe I know? need, like, a lesson on the animals or something. Um... So anyway, I like that one. That's my honorable mention. Uh, number three, I went with the Miami Dolphins. Um, Miami Dolphins, I really uh, love this logo. You have the dolphin, obviously, in green. Um, it's kind vibrant. Of, kind of looks like it's swimming, and then it has, like, the orange, like, sun behind it. Uh, yeah, just, like, an incredible logo. Um, and I also just like dolphins, so that's a plus for it as well. Uh, number two, I went with the Los Angeles Rams logo. I thought you were going to mention this one, Brandon, because... I, really, I thought about it. They would have been my four. They would yeah, have been my four. I really love how you have the LA um, in the you know solid blue color, and you have like the the goldish you know kind of like the ram that kind of wraps around like the A like through. Yeah, it's cool. The L. It looks very cool. Very like just like clean. It's it's very yeah. like I obviously it's a new logo, but like it. Yeah, it looks see that's fresh. why I didn't put it on my list. Is because it's too new. Like if every team updated their logos, it wouldn't be as good. You know. Okay. Yeah, so that's my that's my number two. And number one, uh, the theme is that I also have uh, my favorite team. Uh, that is the Patriots. The Patriot logo is the best. It, it just is. I mean, when you look at the Patriot with the blue, you got the white star, the red, it just looks super clean. Uh, it looks very nice. And, I mean, they have the best logo. They they just do. It looks just so wrong. It looks very unique. Um, I think Ben will agree with me a little bit more than you do. Uh, but it's it's the best logo. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. This is not the best logo, but Ben, let's hear your top three. There's no shot you got the Patriots in there, right? Um, Patriots, I have at number three. Okay, so my number three is the Patriots. I will say it's good, but I, I, I mean, obviously it's number three. I think there's a couple that are better. Um, but it is a good, it is a good logo. I don't know. I just think it's a good logo. I think it looks, I think it looks really good on their helmet. Um, and it looks yeah. good, like you know, on their on their field and stuff. So I, I like it, but I don't think it's the best. So I put it at number three. Uh, my number two, I love this logo. I think it's awesome. That's Philadelphia Eagles logo. Um, it's like not complex, but it's also not simple. I think it's like a good mix of it's intricate, but it's not like too out there to where it's wild. Um, so I just, I don't know. I think it's like, I just, it's good mix of, it's just a very, um, I guess I don't want to say iconic cause I wouldn't call it iconic, but it's very distinguished. Um, I just think it's a good logo. I don't know. I like it. 
And then my, my number one, uh, I hate I hate doing this, but it, it is the Ravens. I think the Ravens logo is awesome. Let's go! Um, and again, wow, I think it, it, along the same theme as the as the Philadelphia Eagles, it's not simple, but it's also not super complex. I think it's a good mix um, of the two. And it again, it's just something that you see and you know what it is. I do think the B is a, is a nice touch adding for, for Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't know. It's just it's a good logo, and I, I think it helps that I think the Ravens have awesome colors in general. You know, purple and black. They do have very good purple colors, and black yeah. with you know the, the hint of gold in there. I, I just think that's that's good colors. Um, you know, I I hate the team, but and they have a running back for a quarterback, but they have a really good logo, so I'll give them credit there. Another thing about their logo is that typically not all the logos, but typically logos only have two or three colors, and theirs has what four or five. Yeah, it's I a good think. logo. It is. It's I think it's a really yeah. good logo. I agree. The eye pops out. It's it's this number one. Patriots are just a bad take, Trevor. I'm just gonna be honest with you. But it's okay. You're allowed to have your own opinions. Also, but also real quick, honorable mention to the, the uh, Detroit Lions. I don't know why. I just kind of like it. I think it's cool. I I agree, but it's just because blue and gray look nice. Yeah, no, that's what I was about to say. I think it looks really good on their uniforms because I think their colors are are really good together. I'm surprised none of you said the Bucks. I think like the sword and the flag is so cool. It's up there. It's for sure up. Yeah, it's, it's probably right. probably yeah, would make a, my it's might okay. make my top five. They would have if we did helmets. They for sure would have been my top helmet. Their helmet's great, hundred percent. Um, but let's keep on moving along to kind of our main topic today. Uh, we're gonna start in college football, and like I said, we are recording on Saturday, um, so the college games are happening slash have already happened. Um, so we're only gonna talk about the ones that we can. First one we gotta talk about Cincinnati Bearcat Bearcats, please, uh, versus the Notre Dame Fighting Illini, the Fighting Irish. Um, fighting Illini. I guess they're not the Illini. Yeah, I don't know Illini. why I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs> the Fighting Irish. <laughs> uh, he's, I messed up both of those names. What, what do you take over? What do you take over on the recap in this game? Trevor, take over. Okay. Um, so Cincinnati, I mean, just very impressive game. They are now 4-0. And this was another, you know, as Ben will probably mention as well, this was one of their big tests. They beat IU um, in their last game, 38-24. Now they come and they beat Notre Dame in South Bend. Uh, huge game, probably the biggest game on their schedule. And they, I mean, their defense was impressive, you know, to hold Notre Dame to 13 points. I mean, last week, Notre Dame completely beat the brakes off of Wisconsin, who Wisconsin, you know, don't get me wrong, isn't a good team. But still, to beat Notre Dame, um, to hold them to 13 points, it's very impressive for Cincinnati. And now you look at their schedule, and um, yes, you know, like UCF's not bad. Uh, you could argue, uh, I don't know, I, maybe it's just Central Florida. I don't know on the rest of their schedule. But obviously you have the, the championship game that they'll have to play in as well. But there is now a path here uh, for Cincinnati to potentially make the college football playoff here. I mean, you know, we talk about like, you know, some of these teams that aren't in the SEC, that aren't in the Big Ten or the Big 12, like you need to have – uh, non-conference games on your resume in order to get in the college football playoff. We have seen a team like Central Florida, for example, in the past who has went undefeated but wasn't given the credit because they didn't really have the resume. They didn't really have um, those like huge marquee wins. And I think going to South Bend and beating Notre Dame is a marquee win. Um, and you can argue IU also is probably a, a marquee win as well. So Cincinnati, great job, you know, getting some of these teams on your schedule and then going out and executing, winning the games. Um, we'll see if they could finish the job. Obviously, there's a lot of games left, but Cincinnati has been very impressive so far. Yeah, I mean, this this is this is not over uh, at all uh, for Cincinnati to get, you know, into the playoff. But 
they have had a fabulous start. The the hardest opponent on their schedule is done. Um, so I, I have high over Cincinnati. I'd love to see them make it. I really, really would. Um, ben, any any thoughts for you here? Yeah, so in terms of specifics of the game, their defense looked great. Uh, they had two interceptions, the fumble recovery as well, I believe. Um, so three takeaways against Notre Dame, obviously, you know, that's going to be a, a good recipe for success. Um, offense struggled at times. Obviously, they, I mean, they scored 24 points. That's not that's that's pretty good. Um, Desmond Ritter at times struggled, but at times he, he stepped up and made awesome, awesome throws. Um, as a team, they looked sloppy at times. A lot of false starts. Their kicker missed two kicks. Um, definitely could have played a lot better, but I think you know it, it's football. You, you you gotta you gotta win. Ultimately, that's 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 what it, the bottom line comes down to is you win the game. Um, that's what the ultimate goal is, and that's what they were able to accomplish today. In terms of their path to the playoff moving forward, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. In my opinion, they had four major tasks or steps that they had to accomplish by the end of the season. First one, true road game at Indiana. They struggled, but they were able to accomplish accomplish that this was step two or task two win at notre dame a top 10 team on the road that's a really good win obviously that will be valued at the end of the year mm-hmm. step three is to win the games you're supposed to win go undefeated in the american they're going to be a favorite in every game as they should be i'm not saying it obviously that's easier said than done to win every game the rest of the year that's not easy thing to do but it is something that they should be able to beat the rest of the teams in their conference that frankly is not that great of a conference and then the fourth and final task, in my opinion, for their season is you got to win the conference championship game. Um, if you don't win the conference championship game, you're not a conference champion, um, especially as a team like Cincinnati. I just think the, the committee is not going to value you nearly as much as as um, if you are an undefeated conference champion. If you do all four of those things, if Cincinnati can do all four of those things and they're sitting there on whatever selection day or whatever, the day that the selection committee makes the, the four-team playoff, um, then you have to be satisfied as a member of Cincinnati or as a fan because they did everything that they could have possibly done uh, to put themselves in a situation or in a position to make the playoff. They have two true road wins against Power 5 schools, or I guess in this case Notre Dame, I will count as a Power 5 school. They will have won their conference. They will have won every game on their schedule. If they can do those four tasks, which, like I said, they've already done the, two of them, then they, one, have a great argument to be in the playoff, and two, at the very least, they, are, they should be satisfied because they did everything that they could have possibly done to put themselves in a position to be successful. Um, so they have a good team. I expect them to go undefeated. I do because, again, I think their conference is not that great. But it's not going to be easy. I do think that they will have some tests. I do not think they're going to win every game in their conference by 30 points. Um, but I am definitely excited to see what this team can do because it's, I mean, it's definitely one of the best teams they've ever had in their program's history. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited to watch them throughout the rest of this, this year for sure. Yeah, and one more comment before we kind of open it up to like many other games uh, on Cincinnati is that um, you know this is this is a great time to be playing this well, especially right after they announced that hey they might be joining the Big Ten and it's, or Big Twelve, and it seems like they're going to. Uh, so this is really a great year, you know, right after that announcement to be playing this well. This gets people in the Big Twelve excited. Um, Cincinnati's only going to get better at recruiting with this. I mean, Cincinnati might be a really really good team for many years to come, uh, especially after the movement to the Big Twelve. Um, but let's move on. Trevor, I'm going to leave it open to you. Any game you want to talk about in college football? Uh, you know, obviously we had the big Georgia win over Arkansas. Um, we, we saw uh, Oregon just lose 31-24 to Stanford. Uh, Michigan destroyed Wisconsin. We had, I mean, a lot of good games this week. Any game you want to mention in particular? 
Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the the next biggest game, the next uh, most marquee game would be Georgia-Arkansas. And obviously, uh, huge blood here, 37 nothing. Georgia wins um, without their starting quarterback, JT Daniels. Um, but that didn't matter. They uh, ran all over Arkansas, 273 yards. And Arkansas, you know, obviously made uh, a decent amount of mistakes here. And really just a route, obviously, it, it felt like, you know, Arkansas was a complete just like <laughs> – they're not. They're not as nearly as good as people thought they were going to be after the win over Texas A and M. Um, and this is just another good showing here from Georgia. Obviously, you know, as we look at the top two top teams here, it seems like it's it's Alabama, it's Georgia. It's like those are the best teams. Obviously, Oregon. You just mentioned they lost. You know, you look at you know some of the top Big Ten teams like. Penn State, Iowa, Ohio State. First of all, it's like, who is even the best of those teams? And then after that, it doesn't seem like, like, because there's a debate about who's the best, it's like, none of them really stand out, you know? They're kind of just, like, fighting to be the best in the Big Ten, which whatever team is the best probably will make the college football playoff, I would guess. Um, But I don't think either of them necessarily are going to challenge Georgia or Alabama at the moment, at least with how the teams are playing. It seems pretty clearly like Alabama and Georgia are the two best teams. Alabama, of course, with another pretty easily win uh, today as well. So, I mean, that's really the biggest thing to mention. And we will see if, you know, other teams emerge. Maybe Cincinnati, you know, could be the third team. Maybe they will be. I don't know. I mean, Georgia is averaging 4.6 points against them per game. Their defense has been absolutely crazy. Two back-to-back goose eggs by the other teams against Power 5 schools. Vanderbilt and Arkansas was ranked in the top 10. Uh, they seem like a force to be reckoned with. Is, is Vanderbilt uh, ben, Is Vanderbilt actually a Power 5 school? Are they actually, I don't know. I mean, technically, they're a part yes. of the SEC. No. But, technically, you know, they're kind of just happy to be there. Yeah, they're just happy to hang out and have some fun. Uh, ben, any other games you wanna you wanna talk about before we get to the NFL? Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll touch on Wisconsin, and here's what I'll say about Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Michigan game. One, Brandon, you actually made a great point earlier today when you texted us. I don't know if, if Michigan's good or not. Like, I have no idea. I, I I haven't decided yet, um, because I feel like they're like the best not good team in the country, or they're like they're like not a very good good team in the country. Like, I have no idea. I don't know what to think of Michigan, um, but obviously they murder Wisconsin. It doesn't help that Wisconsin's quarterback gets hurt. But Wisconsin's in some trouble, man. Um, I mean, they're a program that they're always consistently a top, what, four or five team in the Big Ten. And they're looking like they could, I mean, they're sitting at, what, three losses right now. They could easily lose Mm -hmm. five games this year because they still have Iowa on their schedule. They still have, um, eh, I guess they still have a Rutgers team, which is not your typical Rutgers team this year. We'll see. Um, And obviously they still have their typical Illinois, Nebraska, teams like that. So I think Wisconsin's in some trouble um, because – they're a program that takes a lot of pride in, obviously, their football team. They're a well, you know, well-coached football team. They always have been. Um, and they're going to struggle this year because they have started off terribly, and their schedule is not going to do them any favors moving forward because, obviously, they're in the Big Ten. Um, even the bad teams in the Big Ten are capable of playing well. So I think Wisconsin's going to have a, a very long year, and today was, was no better for, for them at all. I'll, I'll quickly talk about Michigan. I, I've heard a lot of hype about how Michigan this year is going to be able to compete with Ohio State. Look at this Michigan team, yada, yada, yada. I don't buy this at all, not in the slightest bit. Uh, and I think proof is in this game's Ohio State's game this week. Um, Michigan played Rutgers uh, at home and won by seven, okay? And Ohio State played Rutgers in, in New Jersey, and they won by almost 40. 
So those are the two types of teams. And this is a year where Ohio State is having a considerably worse year than they have in the past. Quarterback hasn't fully figured it out. A lot of holes on the defense. Michigan's quarterback is terrible. Cade McNamara can't do anything, it seems like. He's had some nice throws today. The best throw of the day was by J.J. McCarthy, the, the five-star backup that, for whatever reason, Harbaugh doesn't want to play. I'm not saying Michigan isn't a good team. Like, every year, they're going to be a good team. Uh, they're just in no way going to compete with Ohio State, and I would bet a lot of money they don't win this year in the Ohio State-Michigan game. Um, I just don't think it'll happen. Um, but let's move on to the NFL, our final kind of main subject for today. Um, and, uh, you know, we're not going to fully go over games that happened in the past because, you know, this is coming out after these games have happened, but before the, you know, this week's games have happened, if that makes any sense. But one thing we do got to talk about is the Rams. Um, they have been red hot. I mean, this team just kind of destroyed the Buccaneers a little bit. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say destroyed, but they beat them handedly. It really, the game didn't feel close. Um, Trevor, as a Bucks fan, well, kind of a Bucks fan, more like a Tom Brady fan, what did you think about this game? What do you think about the Rams? I mean, the Rams, I already thought they were really good. I mean, we, we talked before the season. I think we both had them third in terms of our, like, power mm-hmm. rankings. Now they are number one. They're, they're looking like the best team in the NFL. Their offense was, like, unstoppable. I mean, the Bucks could not get pressure on Stafford, which, you know, you, you kind of need to do. And if, for the Bucks, obviously, yes, they have, like, their injuries to the secondary now, um, which makes the issue even, you know, worse than it could have potentially been in this game. Um, but the Bucks, you know, for me, watching this team last year, the secondary, I was never completely sold on. It's a lot of young guys. Um, and then you have this game where, you know, Winfield wasn't playing, and then you have a couple other injuries. You know, later in the game, you're you're turning to, you know, other guys who don't, don't have nearly as much experience, and you're asking them to go out and, and cover, like, Cooper Cup or Robert Woods, who were just, like, two of the most incredible route runners in the NFL. I mean, Cooper Cup in particular, just, like, they had no chance. None of these corners, no one had a chance to cover him. He was doing whatever he wanted. Any any kind of route he would run, he could get open. And Matthew Stafford obviously has proven himself through three games to be, I would say, an elite quarterback at this stage. I mean, you know, coming from Detroit, which not necessarily the best organization. Sorry, Detroit Lions fans. Uh, not necessarily the best team put around him. Now he's in a situation where he has an incredible team around him, and he's thriving. Four touchdowns in this game. 27 to 38, 343 yards. Uh, he was incredible, um, and he just tore the Bucks defense apart. Uh, and that's and that's kind of the thing with the Bucks when they cannot get pressure on the quarterback, that leaves the secondary open to get exposed a little bit. That happened in this game. Now, obviously, again, like I just said, like this is this Rams offense may be the best offense in the NFL. Like it's either the Rams or it's the Chiefs, or maybe it's like the Cowboys. I don't know. It's probably one of those three, um, or I guess the Bucks themselves. But regardless, uh, the Rams tore them apart. And if you get stopped even like once or twice early, obviously the Bucks, you know, it, there was a little bit of like a struggle to get in rhythm early. Obviously they had a couple punts early in the game. And when you can't get in that rhythm, you're behind, then you're playing catch-up. It's not even like the Bucks' offense played bad. They didn't play bad. Brady played well. Uh, you know, the, the receivers played well. Like, Evans had uh, some really good numbers. Godwin did. But when you get behind and the Rams aren't punting the ball, you really can't catch up. Um, and that's what happened. Uh, the Rams were that good. Um, and I, we'll see where it goes from here. But they are uh, very, very good. Uh, at this current moment. Look, the Rams are the Super Bowl favorite. They are. Uh, with Jared Goff, their playoff team, with Matt Stafford, they're, they're a Super Bowl favorite. Matt Stafford 
has been so underrated his whole career. When we did our quarterback ratings, I couldn't believe how low. I don't remember if Ben had him as low, but Trevor, you definitely had Stafford way too low. Yeah, I, uh, I he did. He was just on uh, a team killer in the Lions. Um, as someone who just went to the Lions game, I, I, I feel the pain of the, the Lions fandom. Uh, the amount they hate the Fords, it's crazy. Um, over there, and I, I, I wish that they'll have a good team very soon because uh, their fans are very, very nice. Uh, but Stafford is great. That team is great, um, and they're they're going to do really, 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 really well. Um, so next up here, we have the 3-0 and teams, okay? Uh, we currently have five left, Panthers, Raiders, Broncos, Cardinals, and Rams. Ben, I'm going to go to you, okay? And I, I want to hear your, your opinion on this first. Of these teams... Which of them do you think are legit and which are not? Yeah, so obviously the Rams are legit. I don't need to say that. You guys just, just, just said that, okay? And I agree with everything you guys said. Obviously the Rams are legit. So if you look at the other four teams, the Cardinals, the Raiders, um, the Broncos, and the Panthers, I think the Cardinals are, are legit. I've expressed that before. Trevor and I have said that before, that we think they're going to make the playoffs. We think they're you know, a sleeper team. People might have been overlooking them. Kyler Murray's looking like he could be an MVP this year. I think the Cardinals are legit. Um, now the other three teams are where... I get interest. I get not interested, but I I'm I think about it a little bit more because Rams Cardinals that makes sense. They're in a tough division. They will be battle tested. If they can get to the playoffs, they will be ready. The other three teams are where I start to have some questions. The Broncos, I don't know. Great defense. I don't have a whole lot of faith in Teddy Bridgewater. The Raiders again, good defense. I don't know if I have a whole lot of faith in Derek Carr. He's having a great year, but I don't know if he can keep it up for 17 games. The Panthers. I've been impressed, but I love Sam Donald. I don't know if he can be this top 7-8 quarterback in the league. I don't know. I think he has the potential to do it. I just don't know if he's going to do it this year. So I'll say this. Of those three teams that I just mentioned, if I had to say which one's going to remain undefeated the longest, not and I'm not, I don't know their schedule, so I'm just saying based on their own talent and not what, who they're playing, I would say I think it would be the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, and that's just because the way Derek Carr is playing right now, he's playing phenomenal. He's playing like, I mean, he's obviously, if he plays like this the rest of the year, it'll be by far his best season he's had um, as, as an NFL quarterback. So because of, I think he's the best quarterback of those three teams currently playing, I will say I have the most faith in the Raiders. But I, again, I, I cannot emphasize enough, I don't have a whole lot of faith in any of them. I, th- I don't think any of them are great. I think they are, they're good teams. Um, but I think the truly great teams are the Rams and, and maybe the Cardinals, and I think the other three are good, and they've had a good start. Um, but I would not be surprised if, if all three of those teams finish 500 or maybe a game above. And people are looking like, what happened? They started 3-0, and um, and, and things just happen. They play better teams. Their quarterbacks fall off a little bit. Their defenses struggle. Um, I mean, that's football. So they're good, but I don't know if I have a whole lot of faith in any of them um, moving forward for a 17-game season, a very long season. The Broncos, to me, are the one that you can completely throw out. They played the Giants, Jags, and Jets, who are, I could argue, the three worst teams in the NFL. Those teams are all pretty terrible. Um, and they got they got their next couple games. I mean, listen to listen to their next four games. Ravens, Steelers, Raiders, Browns. That's, oh, wow. yeah, that's, that's, that's some teams right there. They got to play the Chiefs and Chargers uh, both twice uh, again. Yeah. I mean, this, this team might not go 500. Uh, so we'll have to see about that. Uh, Trevor, a- any team here that you would disagree with Ben or that you want to point out? Yeah, I think I'm pretty much like in lockstep with Ben. I think I agree with essentially everything he said. I mean, the Rams, they're the best team in the league. Uh, the Cardinals, 
They look very good. They have a lot of talent. Uh, the main concern with the Cardinals is the concern that I've always had. Is it's that that's the coaching, that's the dumb mistakes, it's the penalties um, that the Cardinals have. But on paper, you look at their talent, you watch them play. They're you know getting first downs. They're moving the ball. They I, they should be a really good team. They should make the playoffs. Um, and I do think they will make the playoffs. We'll see if that changes. Um, it may because they are in a tough division. But I I think they can get in there at this point. They're three and zero. Um, and they look a little, even a little bit better than I thought they were going to be. So Cardinals are impressive as well. Um, and again, I think the Raiders are the best of the other three. Uh, I mean, it's just, there's more evidence for it, right? Like they've played better teams than the other two teams have. Mm-hmm. Um, the Panthers, they, they have a lot of good teams. Yeah, they played uh, some good teams. They beat the Ravens, obviously big win there. And then they just beat the Dolphins, who I don't think are terrible. Uh, I know they're one and two and stuff, but I don't think the Dolphins are necessarily a terrible team. Um, and they beat them as well. Um, Steelers, and eh, eh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see uh, with the Steelers. And then, you know, the Broncos. So the Broncos, I think, again, it's kind of just really the, the Broncos. It's like we have to we have to see them play, and we're going to get a big test, obviously, tomorrow against the Ravens. We'll see how that game goes. I think the Broncos are a de- they're an all right team. I think they're probably an average team, to be honest. I think they probably will end up around eight and nine maybe nine and eight but like you mentioned brandon you look at their schedule and yes they face three of the worst teams but now uh they have a very difficult schedule um the rest of the way so it's definitely gonna be tough for the broncos i think teddy bridgewater is actually a decent quarterback that might be the only thing i uh, slightly disagree with uh ben with i think teddy's at least competent he's decent and i still think they have a good defense um so that's going to help them it's going to help them uh keep themselves in games but can they get the wins, you know, in those close games against teams mm-hmm. like the Chiefs, like the Browns, like the Raiders and Chargers? You know, I don't know. So we'll have to, we'll have to see on that. Mm-hmm. So next here, uh, you know, we take a grander look at the standings. Um, and, you know, teams that we cannot quite figure out yet, okay? Uh, the first one that I feel like I have just no clue about this team is my Ravens. Uh, they could be 3-0. and They could be 0-3. They've had some wacky games. Um, they've scored a lot. They've allowed a lot of points. There's been COVID issues, injury issues. This team is all over the place three three weeks in. Le'Veon Bell is now activated. I mean, they, they've had like nine different running backs active at a point in time. It's crazy. This team's crazy. I just cannot figure them out. I don't know if they're going to win 12 games or if they're going to win five games. It makes no sense what's happening with that football team. Um, there's a lot going on, and I, I feel like if they can have a nice game against the Denver Broncos, that's going to be a big, big, big help. Uh, but the Broncos have only allowed 26 points. It's not a lot of points. Yes, it is to three terrible teams, uh, but 26 points is not a lot of points. Uh, so we'll, we'll kind of have to, to wait and see. Uh, Trevor, what what's one team that you just can't quite figure out yet? Yeah, so, you know, I was thinking about this earlier in the week, and my initial, it was like, the reason I thought of this question is because I was looking at the Minnesota Vikings, and I was like, I just don't know how good this team is. I'm like looking at their schedule. I'm like, okay, I watched, I caught a little bit of that Bengals game and they didn't look very good in that game. The Bengals beat them. Uh, then they played the Cardinals. And if, it, and if it wasn't for, I think a miss, uh, I think that was the, the missed kick um, that the Vikings had. They should have probably beat the Cardinals who I obviously think is a good team. Um, obviously their offense has been really good. Kirk Cousins has played very well. Um, you know, just looking at Kirk Cousins stats, uh, they're very impressive. Um, but I don't know. They they did then beat the Seahawks as well. So you look at 
how they played. It seems like they played very well. They could be 2-1. and one. They could even be 3-0, no, possibly. Um, they got the Browns tomorrow. Uh, so, obviously, that's a huge test for them at home. Um, but I, I don't know about the Vikings. I, I do think they're de- at least decent. But is this just going to turn around? Like, Dalvin Cook's out, but the running game really didn't slow down all that much um, this past week. So, they still look good. But that's definitely one of the teams. Um I guess, you know, you could even throw in uh, the Carolina Panthers as well. I, that could be a second team that we already kind of talked about just because they have, been, they have been better than I expect, but they're still a part of me in the back of my mind. It's like, is it is it going to come, like, crashing down? Is Darnold going to throw, like, three picks next next week or something? Like, I'm, I'm, in the back of my mind, I feel like it could happen. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have to see. So let's let's kind of move on here uh, to games coming up next week. We got one big one for sure, or more more than just, you know, that, that we got for sure one big one. Brady is going home to New England. And I guess you could call it home. I don't really know if you want to call it home, but he's, he's going back to New England. Ben, what are your thoughts on this game? It seems like this game might be the most watched game that's not a Super Bowl game ever. That's that's the early oh prediction. So what, what do you I think can't... about this? Yeah, and I'll... I'll... To piggyback on that, I was literally telling my, my dad earlier today, I was like, I can't believe, I can't believe, but it's crazy how much they're just hyping up this game. And I told him, I was, like, crazy. I was like, this is the most hyped regular season game I've seen in a long, long time. I can't remember um, a game being this, hy- this hyped. And I get it. It's awesome. And I cannot wait to, to watch it tomorrow. It's by far the most excited I am um, for a game tomorrow. But um, if we're being honest, I think the Buccaneers are a lot better than the Patriots. And I guess you could say, well, Gronk's not there. That that might be you know something to to note, and it, it, Trevor might say that. So I'll, I'll let Trevor touch on that if he wants to. Um, but I still think the Bucks are a lot better than the Patriots. Um, and it's funny you guys are talking about teams you couldn't figure out. I don't know if I can figure out the Patriots. I have no idea what the deal is. Are they? I mean, they have Belichick, so it shouldn't be terrible. But Matt, is Mac Jones good? Like I guess it's too early to tell. But he's 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 struggled. Um, they played the Jets, so that doesn't really count because anybody could beat the Jets. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to be necessarily a great game. I think the Bucks are clearly the better team. I think that they will show that. But I am very, very excited to watch it. I think it's going to be awesome. It'll be really, really cool for, for Tom Brady to go back. I wish Gronk was going back with him. Um, but it is what it is. I I don't know. I, I think it'll be fun to watch. And obviously, I think a lot of people are going to watch it. And that's what people are going to be waiting for tomorrow. But in terms of the actual game, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks win by, I don't know, 15, 20 points. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, the, the line's only seven. I feel like this game's going to be a blowout. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, the Bucks just seem way better than the Patriots. Trevor, any opinions on this game? I'm sure you'll have some. And any other games you're really excited about this week? Yeah, so as Ben talked about, like, with the hype, it really has been uh, pretty insane. It's even surprised me. Um, there's, you know, just, like, I think, like, Good Morning America was, like, talking about it or something, or I don't know, one of the, like, major uh, shows. And then there's been so much... Uh, stuff like all over the place it's you know on all espn networks fox like ever everything uh you have this new book that's coming out which i plan to buy uh <laughs> by uh, seth wickersham that's kind of perfect timing here right after this game i think that's coming out in a couple weeks that's you know giving us some interesting like brady belichick craft qu- quotes and stuff that i was kind of looking into there's a lot of you know interesting storylines there's a lot of you know media that's trying to frame it as like oh is this like a revenge game for tom or like you know all this stuff uh as far as the game itself i do expect the bucks to win um top to bottom they have the better team despite their injuries and their secondary despite having not having gronk for seems like a couple weeks now which is concerning overall um obviously antonio brown missed last week um so just more injuries with the bucks that's a big picture problem for this week i don't think it should uh 
I don't think that'll be a reason they could lose. I think that uh, the Bucks will have more success getting pressure on Mac than they did against the Rams. I think uh, with that, I think Mac, where he has succeeded is when he has had a lot of time and he's able to just kind of um, like like a lot of safe throws. He's Mac's not like throwing the deep ball very often. He's not trying to you know, throw these tight windows, like these back shoulder fades. He's not doing anything that's like super complicated, um, super complex. He's doing a lot of these short, quick throws, you know, and in those situations, he can be accurate at times, he can be precise. But with this Bucks defense, with the pressure that they can create, I think they're going to give him quite a bit of trouble, um, I would expect. And then on the offensive side, um, or the Bucks offense versus the Patriots defense, the Patriots defense I expected to be better than it has been so far because they got all the guys back. You know, they were pretty injured last year. Some guys out, you know, uh, you know, just with COVID in general. Um, so the Patriots defense hasn't lived up to expectations so far. So I expect that the Bucks win this relatively handily, but. Obviously, you know, you're going to have your people, they're going to be like, oh no, it's Belichick. He knows Brady. He's going to be able to craft like a defensive scheme, which probably won't hold up because when it comes down to it, the Bucks have the players necessary to overcome whatever kind of uh, game plan Belichick crafts. I mean, they have an awesome offensive line. Uh, Brady's still one of the best five quarterbacks in the NFL, and they have an awesome receiving core, even without Gronk or, you know, who, whoever else uh, could possibly be injured. I mean, they, they still have a lot of different players, a lot of different options. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm interested to see, like, how the pregame goes, how it goes when Brady does break the, the passing yards record, because uh, both those things are going to happen. And, um, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting game for sure. Any, any other game you see on here that makes you really, really excited before we kind of get into our uh... – our game rate, our game prediction. Oh yeah. So in terms of specifically football, in terms of X's and O's football, the best game of the week is Rams cards. I think pretty comfortably. I'm very excited about this game to see these offenses uh, go against each other. Always fun watching uh, Kyler Murray, one of my favorite players to watch in the NFL. Um, and then obviously the Rams have been incredible. So it's, it's always fun uh, to watch them when they're not playing your favorite team. Um, so Rams cards for sure is the best game to me, uh, of the week as far as just football. Yeah. Ben, any, any final thoughts on the NFL, any game you want to kind of mention here before we, we get to our prediction? Yeah. If we're talking about, about, you know, returning to your old team, I got to give a shout out to Andy Reid. The Chiefs are going into Philadelphia. Andy Reid's returning to Philadelphia. I don't think it's going to be, I don't know if it's gonna be a great game or not. And both teams are one and two, who knows? But, um, I just thought I'd, you got to mention Andy Reid going back to Philadelphia where he, you know, took him to a Super Bowl. Um, that'll be mm-hmm. an interesting thing to watch out for, uh, for sure. So let's to wrap up the episode here. Let's get into our prediction. Um, each of us, Ben, I believe you got it right. You know, nail right on the head there. Oh, you know it, uh, man. right, Trevor? Yeah, he did. He guessed. Uh, I think it was Titans by nine, and that's what it was. Titans by nine. So Ben, yeah. has what was two. my prediction? How far off was I with my prediction? Um, I know I guessed you, the Browns game. You said Browns by fourteen. It was Browns by twenty. So you were pretty close. Oh, all right. How about you? What was your prediction? Well, I was, I mean, I was wrong. I said Niners by six. It was Packers by two, so. Oh, geez, you were, you were in the opposite direction there. Opposite okay. direction. Okay, this week, um, I, I guess I'll go first here. Uh, let me find the game I'm doing. All right, we got Bills-Texans. The line is minus 17 to the Bills. I got the Bills winning by 24 points. 
Uh, wow. I'll take the Bills by 24. Cool. Uh, they're going to win by a lot. It's going to be a, a, a demolishing there. Uh, ben, the winner of the past two weeks, up 2-0-0. Two to zero to zero. What, what, what's your game for this week? Yeah, not to brag, but in, in two predictions, I've been off by one point. No big deal. Not to be that guy or anything. I just thought I'd mention that real quick. Yeah, just um, you are being that guy, and it's okay because yeah. you're allowed to brag. But you are being that guy. Also, shout out know. last week. I wasn't on the podcast, so I was at dinner, and I was like, I told, I was at family dinner, and I was like, not to be rude, but I'm gonna pull out my phone real quick, and I just picked a game, and I was like, all right, t- Titans by nine, let's do it, and I sent it. Um, so that was a total <laughs> total guess. I put no thought into it. This week, I'm putting a little bit more thought into it, which makes me nervous because that means I'm probably gonna get it wrong. But I'm gonna pick the Cowboys over the Panthers. Cowboys are hosting the Panthers. Um, Cowboys have looked great. Panthers, no Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Christian McCaffrey there tomorrow. Cowboys are a four-point favorite. To me, that seems like easiest money ever if you're betting on that game. I think the Cowboys would definitely win by, by more than four points. I'm taking Cowboys by 10 in that game. Cowboys by 10. Uh, we'd like to hear that. Trevor, what do you think? All right, I'm going with the Monday night game. I'm going to say Chargers beat the Raiders um, by seven. The Raiders will no longer be undefeated after wow. Monday night. Yeah, that should be a great As game, a bold, too. I'm excited for bold that game. Prediction. It will be a really good game. That'll be a fabulous game. Um, but I think we'll end it there for today. Uh, thank you all so much for the support and everyone listening to this podcast. Oh, one thing I did want to mention. We charted for the first time in top 100 <laughs> yes. in basketball category. And I swear I'm not lying about this. In Ghana. Yes. Yeah. Shout out and to Ghana. I, I got a message about it. So big shout out to anyone listening to Ghana if, if we actually do have listeners there, which is crazy. Uh, if we do, tweet, can someone tweet at us, please, uh, at the small baller? Uh, I'd love to hear from you if that if that is actually true. But thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate all the support on the podcast. Our first time charting, uh, we were number ninety six out of a hundred in basketball in Ghana. So, I mean, that's great news, right, Joe? I mean, that's yeah. that's an accomplishment in itself. Let's crack the top ninety um, this week. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's keep on climbing up. But thank you all so much for listening, giving all the support. Of course, leave a review uh, if you enjoy the podcast. Uh, give us a five star review if you also liked it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the Small Baller. We'll click the link in the description. Uh, to stay up to date when all of our podcasts come out, uh, we will be back next Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with another episode of this podcast. But with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Go Falcons! <laughs>